Hey guys, this is going to be, I am amped up today, my friends. I'm amped up, dude. I'm amped up. I am so pissed off with the virtue signaling, with the white privilege apologizing. It's crazy. I'm going to talk about it. It's going to be interesting. You can follow me on my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com, Twitter, tstuch1. Instagram and Facebook, Taylor Radio, and YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. Enjoy. All right, everybody, let's get it going. This is going to be a car-recorded episode today because of the nature, because of the nature of my lifestyle. So, let's jump into it. This last week across the United States has been huge. It's been the things that people have seen they've never seen in their lifetimes. Uh, The closest thing to it seems to have been Rodney King. Uh, The Rodney King situation, the Rodney King beating back in, I guess, 1992 in California. Um, And it comes at a time when the United States was also dealing with a once and well, I mean, what has been a once in a lifetime scenario, which was a pandemic, which basically voluntarily shut down the economy. We've never seen anything like this before. So after that, with the police action that took place that resulted in the death of George Floyd, people have been going nuts. And there have been protests going on across the country in all 50 states for days. For days. And so um, it's been, it's just been crazy. It's just been crazy. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, what's been happening the last couple days. So the George Floyd situation, people have been, what's happening is, People are going out and protesting. Then what is also happening is uh, there are police presence. There's usually a police presence nearby. And what I see is happening on video and uh, what we're hearing is happening is there's a mixture of different things happening. The protests, for one, are gigantic. They're really, really big, which is already going to make police forces nervous. Now, what happens after that is... There are, sometimes it appears that the riots start from protesters. And when I mean protesters, usually they are like maybe a Black Bloc Antifa members. A lot of Antifa shit going on. It appears that a lot of Antifa or revolutionary groups are infiltrating the ranks of the, um, of the movement, and, uh, of the protests, and they're causing uh, the riots to break out. Once the riots break out, once people start throwing Molotov cocktails and uh, attacking police officers, then the opportunistic every then the opportunistic players jump in and start looting and robbing stores. Um, and so you've got protesters who probably wouldn't rob even if they had the chance. But you've also got people in the crowd that as soon as violence breaks out, they uh, start jumping into stores. But if it didn't break out, they probably wouldn't be looting. And then you've probably got some people hanging out in the wings of the protest just for the violence to start so they can start stealing shit. But there's been a mixture of things that have been happening. So, uh, But there's been a lot of violence. Um, many people have died. 
Many cops have died. Uh, innocent protesters have been shot by other riot by rioters. Uh, police officers have been executed. Um, there have been drive-by shootings where people have taken out police officers and federal officers. It is, in some areas of the United States, it's absolute chaos in the streets. Now, it appears that the um, that these Antifa groups, what they are shooting for is revolution, right? They're shooting for um, a, up, a popular uprising to overthrow the current government and uh, economic system. That's what they want. This makes leads me to believe that we're likely to see more of this uh, in the coming weekend because they want to turn up the heat. The real protesters for George Floyd, some of them are okay with the violence. I know this because on Facebook, some of my friends on Facebook are totally okay with the violence. Um, they kind of see it as like what's necessary. Uh, and that's unfortunate. But who's driving the violence seems to be people that want chaos. It's like I was talking in the last episode. They're the Joker types. They want to see the situation burn. They want to see the city burn. They want to see, you know, and it's very, this leads me to an interesting situation where uh, these people don't know true suffering, right? They don't understand true suffering. This is one reason why I get upset with um, with uh, the, uh, the what they call champagne socialists or the middle class, upper middle class, white socialist and wealthy liberal elites is they always want these revolutions to happen, but it's always at the expense of the poor. First, it's always at the expense of the poor, and it's always at the expense of the most vulnerable, even though they can be overthrown and killed too. But beyond it being um, the hardest, beyond it hitting those people the hardest, what is? it's also obvious these people don't have experience with violence and true poverty. These people haven't gone and seen other parts of the world. These people haven't experienced other governmental systems. These people haven't um, done a lot of things in life. And just to go on a tangent here, one thing that really changed my opinion about some things about our system was living in China for a year. And, you know, China's system, it's uh, comparatively, it's oppressive. Uh, it's I would never want that on anybody. But what I noticed was because the people do not want to go back. The Chinese people do not want to go back to a world of the 1960s and 70s where Mao Zedong was running revolutionary tactics up and down the country, killing millions of people from starvation um, and societal breakdown. In China, they don't want that. And because of Chinese history, I think, I think, especially because of the last 60, 70 years, I think they're willing to put up with a lot of pain in order to make sure that the fundamental fabric of their society is not overturned like it was 70 years ago under Mao. And they, I think a lot of people are willing to put up with um, government surveillance and government abuse because they go, look, if I have a chance to make it, if I have a chance to have a family and they have a chance to make it, then we, with their, that's something. That's more than roving gangs of red guards running up and down your village and town, killing your fucking parents, right? So there's, there's um, nuances to this story. Being in China and seeing how hard people worked just to be able to support their families, just to improve their lives a little bit, and then coming back to America, and this was in college, 
and seeing the the luxurious middle-class lifestyles that so many people live, yet simultaneously proclaim socialist ideology was a huge eye-opener for me. Big eye-opener for me. Um, and so I have, I've never gone back to that way of thinking, and I never was fully involved in it, but I dabbled in it. But could never go back after that. That was just such an eye-opening experience. Um, also, you know, I've traveled around and I've seen, you know, um, and not just in the touristy way. This is why I have made a couple podcasts about traveling, you know. People, so many motherfuckers, pardon my language, so many people love to travel. I mean, I see it in these dating profiles all the time. Oh, I love traveling. I'm a traveler. I love to travel. I want to travel. It's like, okay, yeah, we got it. But what are you getting from your travel? That's my thing. And what I've seen from my travels is I've seen people all around the world working their asses off in shit poor conditions just to maintain a crap standard of living. And so there's no way I want to see Americans go in that direction. I don't want to see anyone go in that direction. And especially not Americans, but that's what Antifa wants. That's what Antifa is trying to get. This is why I think they are pushing these riots. This is also, and I'm going to be straight up here, I think a lot of black middle class folks don't get it as well. Don't get me wrong. I think it is wrong for uh, police officers and for people to be harassing black people unnecessarily. I mean, I've known enough um people in my circle that talk about, you know, just basic harassment, getting pulled over for things and getting checked and all all that kind of stuff, that I understand that that's real. But at the same time, you also have to balance, it's a balancing act between progress and and also not breaking the society down to the point where we go back to a more segregated situation and or you break down the rule of law such that um, you have society divided up by various gangs, right? Is that how you want things to be to be run? Do you want to have no repercussion in the courts, right? Do you want to have only street justice? This is what we have to remember during these riots and during these times. It's a balancing act. And I understand that, you know, things sometimes have to be more charged, but, you know, the chaos that some people are advocating for and watching and the burning down of the system, uh, people don't understand the ramifications of those actions. And even I don't even fully understand it, but I, but I can imagine it, right? I can imagine, you know, thousands and millions of people not being able to get the food they need. And even, you know, you think black people are, are not doing well now. Wait till supply chains break, right? Wait till supply chains um break because people can't go into the inner city, right? Wait until people can't open up grocery stores in the uh, in certain parts of town because they're going to get killed because of gangs. We don't want to see that. Now, uh, after this break, I'm going to talk about the Blackout Tuesday and the virtue signaling. So we've got a bit of a situation going on, and it is virtue signaling up the ass. So since this George Floyd situation, many people have expressed their outrage at uh, the police action and also are able to now express even more outrage at 
past police actions that are unjust, unjust killings, things of that nature. So um, with that being said, people are, you know, there's a lot of charged rhetoric going on. There's a lot of virtue signaling going on. Um, and there's a lot of racism occurring even from whites uh, against other whites. It's, it's very strange. So real quick, there was something called Blackout Tuesday where a bunch of people were supposed to put uh, temporarily black out their social media in support of Black Lives Matter. I didn't partake in this. Here's why I didn't do it. Uh, because it's pure virtue signaling. Pure virtue signaling. What I mean is people are trying to show that they are virtuous moral people without actually doing anything. Okay? Um, it's people that are trying to say, look, I care about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, but I'm not going to go out and do anything about it. I'm not going to work with black people or, or you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything about it, but I'm going to feel like I did something if I put this thing on. Now, part of the reason I didn't do it is because I hate some of the people involved. I hate radical left-wingers. And when I say hate, I mean, I guess maybe you could say hate. I hate their ideology. Um, and so... And I hate what they're trying to push on the country. But um, I didn't participate in it, one, because of where it came from. Not because it came from Black Lives Matter necessarily, but because radical lefties are pushing it. Another one is, two, I hate the left-wing internet mobs. And a lot of this is driven by left-wing internet mobs of people that are trying to show their virtue. Okay? I'm not, I'm not on board with that. I'm also not a fucking sheep. So the way I see it is, hey, you're going to black out your Facebook, that's cool. I'm not going to, and guess what? There's no problem with it. I work, I have worked with black people throughout my life in various jobs. I've hired black contractors. I've worked with black entrepreneurs. I have nothing to fucking prove. And a lot of people have nothing to prove. I stand in solidarity with my black brothers and sisters against harassment and racism, absolutely. But I show that with the way that I treat people. When I go out dancing on a Saturday night, when I go out um, you know, to a Taekwondo tournament, and I see, you know, say I'm going to dance with some black friends, hang out with some, have a drink, I just treat them like they're fucking people because they are. I don't act like they're this special class of people. I don't act like they're a special class of victim. They're people. Act like it. That's it. Simple as that. It ain't that damn hard, you dumb white liberals. See, that's the thing about dumb white liberals is the dumb white liberals actually are the first people to call the cops on black people. They're the first ones to call the cops. That's why they feel the need to ask for forgiveness for their white skin color. I don't feel the need to do that. You know why? Because I haven't done anything wrong. But some people that have really bad thoughts about black people, maybe people that... Uh, people that uh, have bad thoughts, maybe people that actually do bad things... 
Maybe they got some splaining to do. Now, um, it's virtue signaling. It's cheap. Nassim Taleb famously wrote or said that uh, sig- virtue signaling is signaling and it's cheap. Signaling is cheap. That's what we've been seeing across the United States for the last um, five or six years on the internet, four or five years on the internet. When people talk about uh, Black Lives Matter or when they talk about LGBTQ, a lot of it's virtue signaling. A lot of this is coming from 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who have never done a, a thing in their life. They have nothing to show for their lives. Or they're millennials that are wandering around lost and afraid. They hate the system. They got nothing. So they're going to virtue signal because it makes them feel like they did something. Virtue signaling is a lot easier than building a business. Virtue signaling is a lot easier than building a good network of good people from different backgrounds. Virtue signaling is easier than living an ethical life. And that's why so many people do it. And this is why I didn't participate in that. Now, I have participated in things like I put a picture up of me wearing a mask on uh, for the pandemic. And guess what? I still wear a mask when I go into public crowded places. I don't put the mask on t- Twitter and then proceed to go about my life as normal. I've been going into public establishments for the last two or three months and meeting with people in public who I don't know with a mask on. There are some exceptions to that, but most of the time it holds. I've been selling products to help people get masks. I've been selling face shields. I've been advocating for people to be careful in the real world, not just on the internet. I'm living what I've been putting out there about people being careful with corona. Can't say the same about a lot of these these people. Now, another thing I have to say about white privilege, we have to stop with the white privilege nonsense because that's what it is. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. No one should ever apologize for the color of their skin. And I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand. I don't care about the history of what a few white people did from different parts of Europe in the United States, the 13 colonies did, 400 to 300 years ago. Now, it's not that I don't care. It's that what I'm getting at is it doesn't matter what the ancestors of people that I had nothing to do with did 300 years ago because that's not what our society is about today. If that is the rules of society then let's rewrite the rules and they apply to everyone. So all the Native Americans who had their land stolen, okay, we need to go back, we need to figure out what Native American tribes were fighting against each other and we need to figure out who was killing each other. Then we need to have them continue to fight each other today because somebody needs to get revenge on another party. We need to do the same in Europe. We need to do the same in the United States. We need to say, okay... 120 years ago, this group of immigrants was discriminated by this group of immigrants. So we need to have them fight each other. We need to have one group go ahead and provide reparations for another. If we want to play the reparations game, or not the reparations game, if we want to play the white privilege guilt game, then we are going to play it. 
We're not just going to say, oh, your skin is light, so therefore we're going to do this to you. No, 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 no. All of you Mexicans, Guatemalans, Salvadorians, South Americans, you Brazilians, Puerto Ricans, you've all got European blood in you. Not all of you. A lot of them do. A lot of Mexicans have some ties to, to, the, to the old country. Spain, Europe, Portugal, Italy. We just going to act like that shit didn't happen? I saw an idiot on Facebook post how uh, Puerto Ricans are a mix and it was an interesting mix. It showed native people, it showed black people, and in the back was a Spanish conquistador. And I could not believe how ignorant that was. Guy doesn't even realize that the Spanish conquistadors were the original colonizers. The Spanish conquistadors came over and did a lot more damage a lot faster than the British did. Spanish conquistadors came over, started taking over huge parts of South America. Why do you think everyone in South America, south of the U.S. speaks, you dolts? As Ben Shapiro would say. We're going to play this game of looking back at what everybody's ancestors did. It's going to get right now. I will not stand for it, and I know a lot of other people won't. If we are going to agree to play by the rules, and those rules are we don't judge people by the color of their skin, then they apply to everyone. Everyone. Simple as that. That's all I got for today. Uh, you can follow me on my website, tstouch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Taylor Radio, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-A-D-I-O. Facebook, Taylor Radio. Twitter, tstouch1. Thank you. Oh, and... Uh, YouTube at Taylor Space Touch. Thank you for listening.